0: So, welcome back. This is Splinters of a Broken Sun, an actual play podcast featuring the Fate Core System. I'm Matt, your Master of Ceremonies, and uh, let's introduce our players today. Let's go from the bottom up this time. We'll start with Mike. Howdy, everybody. Um, My name is Michael Blood, and you can find me at Twitter at GoodSirBlood, if you're so inclined. On the podcast, I play
1: Emran Pak, our resident slaughterer of men. Brown Sugar?
2: Uh, I'm OG Brown Sugar. I play Maeve Sentis, uh, Mother of Spiders, and Heart of the Swarm.
0: And we've got our Special bonus player guest, I guess.
3: Am I a guest? I mean, I'm just here because for fun, you know. You guys can't get rid of me, but anyway, I am Keekers. I normally, and you can find me as Be a Space Cat on Twitter, but I normally play Kevin Jar, Kevin Keva Jarma, lovely teen, team T E A M parent, but today she's off on that ship. So currently I'm just playing whoever pops in that needs to be voiced.
0: Okay. Uh, And I'm the rest of the world. Jasta, you can clearly hear the approaching army as they hit the barricade. It's time to climb.
3: Yes, indeed. And she makes sure all the kids go down first.
0: Okay. They all start climbing down. The two adults left start climbing down after the kids. One of them goes before all the kids, just in case, and the other one goes at the top. They're sort of linked together with a rope that they've uh, gotten out of their pack and tied it to the top here, to some of the heavier debris at the top here. And uh, that means you're sort of climbing down as well. Once the last adult has gone, you're looped into this rope. It's a tough climb. It's not uh, an enjoyable experience, and it's going to take a while. You can hear up at the top, the army is um, slowly breaking their way through the barrier. But you've. If you hurry, you'll have enough time to get to the bottom.
3: Good, good. So enough of a head start. I mean, Zasta, she's a, she's part of the Revel. She's an XCOM. She knew that, you know, this was a dangerous life, and what matters is that the kids get through. And if she has to be the barrier between them and the eo then so be it
0: hopefully it won't come to that but we will see how it goes down at the bottom in the teleporter room maeve you are there with mandukai you're there with uh, Emrin, who is I w- i'm not going to say he's I'm not going to say you're passed out but you are on the verge of unconsciousness at this moment there's not much that you can do most of the kids are here the rest of the adults and the four goats
2: what do you do? I'm just going to tell them blood is the primer, and I'm just going to put my hand on one of Enron's wounds and just put blood all over his face.
0: Okay, they're sort of looking at this like, what are you doing to that poor man? What are you talking about? The primer for what? This is a dead end.
2: You need our splinter blood to get through the teleporter, and I'm just going to start putting blood on everyone's face before they can like push me away.
0: Okay, they don't seem super thrilled about this idea. Uh, you might need to... Make a roll for it. Amren will help by saying you either let the nice lady
1: rub your forehead with my blood, or you get to stay here with me.
0: Okay. Um so you're you're being honest with them here. You'll probably want to roll your rapport, or you'll want to roll your uh yeah, it's gonna be rapport, because you're being honest with them.
3: Somewhere Kevin feels a disturbance in the force of a rapport roll and shudders. <laughs> Also, over Keva's dead body, are you gonna stay there?
0: Okay, uh, so you've you've managed to roll an average roll there. So this is enough to convince a couple of the adults, and they sort of say, "Yeah, I think I think we have to trust them. There's no other option." And really, it's just blood. What can blood do to you? They say living in a world where most diseases have been eliminated by nanotechnology. Uh, so they start sort of helping some of the. Uh, braver ones sort of approach Emrin and are apologetically like taking, smearing some blood on their hands. They're like, "Ah, oh, sorry, sorry, and thank you." Uh, this is so biblical. It's it's pretty wild what's going on, but uh, they start sort of uh, putting the blood across the forehead of the kids. The kids are grossed out by it, but uh, they're most of them holding still. Some of them are still crying or being really upset about it. One of them tries to sort of run away back down the stairs, but one of the adults catches them and uh, catches them. Sorry, they're young, so they don't have, uh, they haven't chosen a gender yet. Catches them and pulls them back up and they're like, come on, stop, stop it. Come on, it's the only way out of here. Uh, You can see a couple of the adults, they start trying to make like a game of it. They're like, oh, we're going to do face painting, but they can see the kids are not buying that one bit.
3: It's going to be like the biblical, well, not biblical, but it's going to be the festival once a year where they have, where they smear blood on each other's foreheads. And they're like, yeah, this is to symbolize when we had to run away from this and, you know, totally pass over it.
0: You never know.
2: The festival of blood, the blood was only supposed to last for one night, but it'll last for eight. Uh, bled for several days without dying.
3: <laughs> oh, We're mixing our metaphors and it's great.
0: It's going to be the weirdest last upper fan art. <laughs> up at the but top, wait. you hear an immense noise and there is an explosion up at the barricade. Uh, in the elevator shaft, some of the debris is now going spink, spring, spring and like bouncing across. Uh, it slashes across one of the adults' arms, and the adult sort of cries out, but is able to hold on. Uh, fortunately, no more of the debris harms anyone. But there's a real and present danger if they keep using that blasting that they've got. The barricade God. isn't going to hold that for much longer.
3: Gosh, we've got a barricade too? You know, it's we're it's just Les Mis today.
2: Whoever already has blood on their face will just shepherd onto the teleport pad. Okay. Who are you sending first? Probably the youngest children first. Unaccompanied, or...? With... At least one adult.
0: Okay. Uh, So recalling how Hub uh, explained this to you, you get them sort of lined up along the numbers that they say, oh, geez, which platform is this, three? Which platform did we come through to get here? Two or three? It's two. Two, okay. So the number two is written sort of along the the ground. It's very weakly illuminated, but you can see it. So you line them up along where the number is on the ground. And uh, as you do... They start to sink into the ground slowly. It's working. Uh Mave, this reminds you though, there's a there's a whole bunch of Emran's blood on the ground out there. Well, no concerns? Alright. Uh very many. <laughs> I, I have no solutions at the work. moment.
2: I
1: could I could uh I could spit into a bucket and we could mop it really
2: quick. Quick, so call all your blood back. <laughs>
1: Matt, I'd like to I'd like to focus on the SGM within my blood and force it back into my body.
0: Yes, unfortunately you're not Magneto. Someday it will come. Uh, so the kids and some adult chaperones are sinking into the ground, and every time they do the lights go out for a full minute before they come on again. It seems the system needs time to reset every time a group of passengers goes through.
2: And between resetting, can I have someone can I have people just pretend they're Spongebob and just lay on the blood and soak it up.
0: Uh, People start offering their clothes like people start taking off. They've already used some of their robes for the trevois, but others of them start taking off their robes, and they're like, "Uh, okay. They can sort of figure out why you want them to do this, so they start trying to mop up the blood out there and the trail of blood. Not much you can do about the blood that's up at the top of the elevator, but hopefully they won't notice. Hopefully. We'll see when I roll for them. Can I have my cut. bugs drink the blood? Maybe. Oh, maybe. maybe that's how they got big.
3: It...
0: Yeah, oh we'll God. have them drink the blood. Okay. Um, so some bugs can probably do that. Let's see. What bugs can drink blood? And mosquitoes, obviously. Ticks. Do ticks exist here? I'm trying to think. What's the purpose of ticks that would make them worth including in an ecosystem that's controlled? Mm, well, we'll say at least there's mosquitoes and probably... Some fleas have developed, or some flea-like creatures. Um, to convince them to do this, uh, they're going to have to come down through the borehole and get past the army. So that's going to require some finesse.
3: Hey, fleas would have been on those dogs.
0: Yeah, it's again, it's assuming that fleas were included here, but they may have been as a food source for birds and stuff. Um, all right, so we'll we'll say that there are some bugs that you could convince to do that. So uh, let's see. Yeah, I guess show yeah. us your show us your will roll.
1: It's just so cool sounding.
0: There's people mopping up a trail of blood while
1: insects crawl out of the ground to drink it.
0: Yeah, I mean, I Maybe don't want like- I don't, I to don't block it. Okay, so you've rolled a seven on your will, which is uh, about the top. And you are able to get some of the bugs, like a large number of the bugs that come streaming down the borehole, which is a shock to the army that's setting up another blasting charge. Uh, but they are sort of taken aback. There's not much they can do about that. The bugs are coming by. And a few more bugs are coming from other parts of the mall up to the top of the elevator shaft. And, uh, they start, they start drinking up blood. There's this massive writhing blood drinking insects. Uh, just, just, uh, having a grand old time, a little feast there, a fancy feast of splinter blood.
3: I feel like, I feel like cockroaches could do that too. Like, they seem like they could eat anything. Like, they could bite people.
0: Yeah, there's, there's plenty of types of insects that would be capable of doing this. I'm not an entomologist, so I'm not going to try and name them all. But those, who, those which could, and which would also be included in this ecosystem, are there doing it. I'm
2: getting this division of the swarm accustomed to the taste of blood.
0: And not just any blood. Your blood. <laughs> it's fine. Another explosion goes off. More debris zings down the um, elevator shaft. A couple of the kids get cut up. You hear a snap as the adult at the bottom gets a broken ankle and screams. He dangles, um, pulling everyone else down. You're not able to fall, but Zasta, it's, it's, you have that essentially now dead weight pulling at the bottom of the group of kids. It's going to be tough for them to survive this intact.
3: Oh, boy.
0: Okay. Another group goes through. About let's say about half the people have gone through at this point. Uh, Mave, there are some of the adults. They're still there, frantically trying to mop up blood. There's a lot of it, but there there's enough cloth to go around that they're making a pretty good job of it. Up at the top, as another group goes through, there are no more explosions. They've already blown a big enough hole in the barricade. People start coming through. Scouts first. You can hear them. You can hear the sounds echoing as they move through. The top level of the mall, as they find the stairs, as they start coming down, it's only a matter of time before they find the top of the elevator and see your rope tied there. At the bottom of the elevator shaft, there's the crashed elevator car. Uh, That's going to be a bit of an obstacle, but there's a hole in the top where uh, Emran's blade cut through it. So you should be able to get down and squeeze your way through, assuming you can make it in time. Uh, I want us to... let's see. I'm going to make a roll for Jasta here.
3: As long as it's not rapport, I'm okay.
0: This is a strength, like a athletics. okay. So Jasta, you are able to sort of take more of the weight onto yourself and you're moving down more quickly. You're encouraging the kids to make that um, descent as quickly as they can. They're crying out with the extra weight the guy down at the bottom. The guy down at the bottom, seeing this, um, he shouts something, and there's a flash of a blade and suddenly the weight is gone.
3: Good, good.
0: You hear a thud. Uh, Some of the kids shout, scream, in concern, but these are the older kids who are left. Down at the bottom, uh, those who are cleaning up the blood, they see a new source of it splash out from the elevator, and the adults gasp, uh, but one of them, quick thinking, goes and starts pulling the body out of the way. Another one, looking up the shaft, sees you climbing down, and starts trying to... uh, open up things more they grab some rocks they grab some of the rebar they're trying to hammer away and open up more space for you so that you'll be able to get through once you get down here
3: okay um now don't elevators normally have a hatch at the top for like maintenance access
0: uh they do it's not something anyone down there working on it would know or something that jasta would know Uh, not having seen an elevator before but uh, there is also the hole that Emran cut through it, so they're they're working on widening that, and they're making a pretty good job of it. Okay. Another group goes through. There's probably one group left, and then the adults that are left, the ones who've been trying to clean up all the blood. You, Mandukai, the goats, Emran, and the group coming down the elevator shaft.
2: I also put blood in the goats' foreheads. I don't know if that'll help them get through, but
0: okay. Uh, yeah, you, you put the blood on there. The goats shy away from it a bit. Obviously they don't like the smell of blood, but these are fairly tough goats. I mean, they escaped from sector three or other sectors and they're, they're able to sort of grudgingly allow this to happen. These goats have seen things you people wouldn't believe. (laughs) You start to hear, uh, up at the top of the elevator shaft. I mean, you're three quarters of the way down at this point. It'll be a couple of minutes before the bottom of the group gets to the elevator and you can see the, uh, the adults down there are gesturing to them, trying to, uh, encourage them to hurry up. They're crying because they just saw someone fall to their death and there's a lot of danger coming. All of a sudden you feel your support just uh, disappear and the rope sort of slithers down into the shaft with you. It is now you holding the weight of one adult and five kids. You are now the anchor.
3: Okay. I'm
0: going to roll that athletics again to see how they how this goes. Okay. You're able to hold on just barely. How is how's is Jasta feeling about this?
3: You know, she's really upset because those beep, you know, swear word um are doing this to kids and she can't stand that. Hmm. This isn't like adults that can handle it, you know. She's just She just kind of looks up and swears at them.
0: You lock eyes with someone who's looking down. You can see each other across this expanse of space. they are two stories above you at the top of the elevator. They're looking down and they sort of look past you and their eyes widen. You can see that even from here. They look surprised.
3: She swears at them again. Like they are like all this like stress from the last couple hours of doing all of this just pours out of Zasta's mouth at these people who are trying to thwart them from trying to get these kids to safety. Mm -hmm.
0: And And then
3: then maybe she kind of is like, looks down to see what they're looking at, but you know, she's,
0: they are just seeing the teenagers behind you. It's like, they weren't expecting to see that. A person as you are pouring out your vitriol some of the teens manage a shaky laugh others of them join you in uh, shouting abuse to the top of the shaft this scout they sort of wiggle their way into the shaft and they bring their bow with them they draw it and arrows pointing down at you but they haven't fired they're hesitating in the teleporter room another group goes through maeve it's just you Emran, mandakai the goats and the adults who are trying to get the kids out of the elevator shaft left. And we'll actually try
1: and hobble over and it maybe stops him. He'll stop, but he'll try and hobble over to see if he can offer any help to getting the kids out.
2: I'll drag Emron back to the teleporter. I think they should have enough blood on those rags left for the, the kids in the elevator shaft.
0: Emron, you start trying to crawl because you can't walk at this point, but, uh, Maeve, even Maeve at this point, is able to pull you away from your intended target and sort of with a, a burst of effort is able to roll you onto the teleporter with this last group and you are sucked in. Uh, the last
1: thing that Maeve sees from Emerint is just um, it's a it's a really, really soft smile. And like he, just, he looks like he passes out as he sinks into the ground.
0: OK. We'll check in with. Uh, with Emrin in a minute, in the elevator shaft, the scout uh, undraws their bow and is sort of looking at you, Jasta. And even from here, you can see there's a look of sadness, regret on their face. But after a moment, you see them sort of like their eyes widen and they swiftly are sort of yanked out of the shaft and replaced by another face and another bow. And this one doesn't look nearly so sympathetic. Uh, Maeve, some of the adult... Oh, uh-oh. We lost Kikers. <laughs> uh-oh.
1: I would explain it. I was wondering.
0: Yeah. Um, all right. Well, we'll get back to what's going on with her character in a minute. So, uh, Maeve, you are the last of the splinter touched here. And uh, Mandukai is sort of... Her eyelids are fluttering again and they open. And she looks over at you. And she tries to get up off of the travois because she can see that there's something happening. I'll just
2: kind of keep her on the travois and see if I can load her up with the goats next.
0: Okay. You can hear the dogs barking again in the distance. Uh, you also hear the sound of footsteps on the stairs. It seems a group of scouts has found a way down to the level just above you. So uh, Mandukai obviously has also heard this even in her weakened state, and she is struggling to get up off of the goat cart. But you push them on to the numbers, and they start to sink into the ground. Uh, Mandukai doesn't have a soft smile for you. Also, you're still attached to her. Well, are you going to do something about that? or
2: Aside from us, how many are there left to go through?
0: There are the three adults out there. One of them still trying to mop up the last of the blood. The other two are trying to get the uh, teenagers and Jasta out of the shaft. There are five teens in Jasta and one adult left. So four adults, Jasta, five teenagers. I am back. Welcome.
3: <laughs> what did I miss?
0: The, uh, a man. The, the scout who was hesitating to shoot you was yanked out of the elevator shaft and was replaced by one who has... Uh, struggling to get their bow aimed down at you.
3: Oh, good. I didn't die while well.
0: I No. The scout who was there before, the one who was hesitant, had a regretful and sad look on her face, and she couldn't bring herself to shoot, but uh, appears to have been replaced by another one who uh, is not hesitant, just a little bit clumsy in getting their bow ready. You have below you about 10 meters down to the top, bottom. Well, from where you are, there's about 18 meters down to the elevator shaft or down to the top of the uh elevator car that they've pried open from the bottom of the lowest person uh, on the rope there is about a little under 10 meters left that's about a 22 foot fall
3: so technically survivable but not a good idea especially when it's uncushioned down
0: there yeah but they you are still going down you are continuing down so that distance is decreasing as this scout tries to get their uh, bow aimed at you, but you can you can sort of feel that barring some kind of miracle, that scout is going to start shooting arrows at you, and there's not much you can do about it except continue to climb down, and hope for the best.
3: Well, that's what Zoss is going to do, and, and she's just gonna you know if she'd gotten to the bottom of the shaft, she would have had the kids like flatten themselves against the side so that they couldn't really get good aim at them Mm -hmm. but basically since she's kind of stuck she's a fish in a barrel right now and she can't really do
0: anything how's she feeling about this situation do you think
3: oh gee (laughs) probably still pretty pissed
0: that's fair
3: but but she doesn't she's not trying she's not shouting as much anymore because she doesn't want to provoke
0: provoke them exactly yeah okay uh so mave the uh blood tube is the transfer tube is starting to yank on your arm where it's connected between the two of you mandukai is struggling she is not accepting this but she is not able to get up out of the goat cart as it's sinking into the ground along with the bloody goats she is cursing and struggling and saying don't do this to me i have to help them would
2: i know that uh that group is still coming through the elevator shaft.
0: Yeah, you can hear the uh, you can hear the the two folks by the elevator shaft uh, encouraging and trying to get the uh, the kids down there safely.
2: Do I know if my bugs are done eating the blood up there yet?
0: Uh, they're certainly feasting, but they're bugs, and there's a lot of the blood, so they're they're working on it. It's not all gone yet. But if you check through them, you can see that some of the people coming through the army, the one who looks like they're in charge, uh, is making their way over to this bizarre swarm of bugs at the top of the elevator shaft. You can also see the back end of a scout sticking out of the elevator shaft. Uh, You can sort of see that they're trying to prepare their bow to shoot down the shaft at whoever's down there. I think
2: I'll untether myself from Mandukai.
0: Okay. Uh, So as she is struggling and shouting at you, you pull the needle out of your arm and... Within moments, she and the goats and the and the tawar gone into the transportation system.
2: I think I'm gonna call back the ones trying to mop up blood to get ready for the next round, and see if I can divert some free bugs to harass uh the one scouting at the top of the elevator shaft.
0: Okay. Um. I mean, you've already you're already in contact with them. They lift up from the drying and shrinking pool of blood and are able to uh, sort of fly around into the shaft, into the face of the scout who you hear shouting and Shasta, you see as you are, you are now maybe about 10 meters from the bottom yourself. The teens are, they could safely fall at this point. Most of them, the top few would probably get pretty badly hurt, but you see up at the top, just as the scout was about to draw and fire their arrow, a swarm of bugs flies into his face. And he's sort of uh, struggling with that, trying to do something with it. And the arrow sort of just falls and clacks against the side of the elevator shaft and into the ground uh, below you. He gets caught in the wreckage there. It doesn't hurt anybody. The scout manages to keep a hold of his bow, but he's uh, swiping at his face trying to get this swarm. You've, you've gained a, a minute or so. It might just be enough time.
3: Shasta just quickly orders the kids to drop as far, like, The ones that can drop to drop.
0: Okay. They start doing so. They uh, cut the ropes holding their belts and they drop themselves down. The uh, adults down there start catching them and feeding them out and rushing them up towards the transportation center. Uh, As this is happening, you keep climbing down. The rest of them start dropping out. The scout pulls out another arrow and is sort of squinting through the cloud of, of bugs and is almost ready to fire, but these bugs keep getting in his face, and he's just trying to get that shot. He's trying to get this darn shot, for the love of Gov. But the last teen drops down, is pulled out and sent up towards Mave. The adult behind you says, Jasta, come on, we can go, we can go. Okay, let's go. Uh, you drop, an arrow swe- streaks through the air exactly where you were, embeds itself into the wreckage below. Uh, you're struck by some debris from its passage that gets in your eye, and it's uncomfortable, but it doesn't really hurt you. You get down to the bottom, and you see the laid out before you. There's one one person left trying to mop up the last bit of blood. They're doing the best they can, but the robes they're carrying are just soaked with it, and uh, the other two are running with the uh, teens up there. It's you and the other adult, and uh, the other guy sees what's happening, and rips off his robe and runs over to start helping.
3: Can Zasta like run up and see that they're mopping up the blood and kind of finally do the SpongeBob thing and roll in it?
0: <laughs> sure. Yeah, so you start rolling around in the, the rapidly diminishing puddle there. Uh, up above you start hearing noises from inside the shaft as the scouts start, um, rappelling down using the cable.
3: Those clever sons of dogs. Uh, and now it's just gonna be like we have to go, we have to go, we have to go, forget about the blood.
0: Okay, you go. The four adults left, they run up to Maeve holding bloody robes and cloth, and uh, they're just sort of looking around like, where did everybody go? While I wait for
2: the teleporter to recharge, I just like to train my bow at the opening of the elevator shaft.
0: Okay, you are holding your bow ready, you've got an arrow drawn. You hear from above you that group that was on the floor above you, they start coming down the stairs, the stairs heading up. Uh, So you were coming, there were two sets of stairs around the edges. There were stairs going down to where you were at the bottom of the elevator. And there were stairs going up, the stairs that you took when you came here the first time. You can hear them starting to come down those stairs and you can see them there. And you can hear them starting to come from the shaft. You'd guess about five in total. Three from above, two coming down the shaft.
2: There's probably blood leaking from where I tore out the needle, right? Yes. I'll just put it on the face of so the people that just got there and don't have any on their face.
0: Okay. They sort of look confused. But they're like, okay.
3: Zosta kind of gives her like a like an, a look like, seriously, I'm already covered in blood. Look. <laughs> What's this for? You'll see. And then Maeve puts on her sunglasses. Looks really cool. Uh Absolutely. Maeve,
0: I want you to roll your athletics. If this is to defend, could I also defend with my fight? Uh, you defend against ranged attacks with athletics. Okay. No! Okay, let's see how they do. Ugh. Okay. Oh, that's not true. Uh, You are struck with an arrow. Where does it hit you? I guess I'll take it in the knee. <laughs> the arrow slams <laughs> into your knee. Uh, you take you take a two-shift hit. And you can distribute that as you will. A second arrow shoots. you going to roll your athletics.
3: They're only shooting at Maeve?
0: Maeve's at the front. She's the armed one. Okay. The arrow uh, sort of glances off your arm, but as it does, you feel your fingers flex, and you lose control of the arrow. Your arrow uh, sort of shoots off randomly into the distance, and uh, you don't take damage from that, but you've lost your arrow. As you are scrambling for a new one, the lights come on, and you begin to sink. Yeah! More arrows are coming towards you. You see, as it is getting down to your shoulders, you see... The two come out of the bottom of the elevator shaft, they're shouting, they're drawing their arrows, they're firing, but just as the last one whistles over the top of your head, cutting away just a lock of your hair, you sink into the ground and are whisked away. And we're going to take a quick break before we start the next scene. Uh, This next scene will be pretty short because we're uh, sort of tying things up here, but we're going to take a quick break. Anyway. You all managed to escape, well, with the exception of one, uh, one person who sacrificed themselves. Uh, you managed to escape the mall, and that brought you into the hub, or into the hub's transportation system. Last we saw, um, Emrin was very badly wounded, uh, could barely move, because he had pushed himself well beyond his limits to use an elevator to shuttle the kids and the goats and the wounded up and down through the mall as the evangelical order was closing on you Mandukai was receiving a blood transfusion from Maeve and woke up just as the transportation began she was not happy about the situation and Jasta you were the last one out with the uh, with the teens there you got the last ride with uh, Mave, sorry with Maeve and the others just as the scouts from the evangelical order made their way down so you have returned to the hub. You go through your usual transportation and you rise up out of the ground gently deposited on the platform and you see there's chaos here.
3: Shasta takes a moment to like look around and kind of like, oh my gosh, we were in one place and then we moved to another place.
0: Yeah. It's jarring for you and this place is uh, deeply unfamiliar. It (laughs) sort of reminds you of the mall where you just were in terms of its uh, looks. But it's a, a very different feel and there's bright lights shining from the ceiling. The kids are milling around. They're confused. Some of them are fascinated. Some think it's really cool. Others are just really upset. And um, Mandukai is thrashing in her travois trying to get up. The other adults are trying to like talk her down as if they're sort of used to dealing with Mandukai in this state of uh, agitation. They're being very patient and quiet and calm and speaking quietly to her. And she seems to be very slowly calming down as she sees the last batch come through and sees that everyone is safe. Although she does weakly look around and finally say, Ugh, Where's Yorm? There's only one person missing, but she immediately noticed.
3: Shasta, Shasta comes up to her and kind of meekly says, I'm sorry, Mandakai, but he sacrificed himself for the kids.
0: Damn it! She says slamming her hand into the ground and the ground cracks slightly beneath her fist. it should have been me
3: no, you're our joy you can't you can't die. We need you.
0: We need more people like Yorm too. All I can do is fight and she sort of turns over she's looking distraught. she turns on her side and is um she's upset but also kind of sulking a bit. Uh, So the rest of the kids, they seem to be doing all right. Uh, They're fascinated by what's going on. Some of them are still scared, but the adults are trying to contain their own confusion and fear to sort of uh, calm them. Uh, Maeve, you notice that things look different here than they did when you left. Uh, The lighting is better. It's not as uh, glaring and jarring. It's sort of a calming, mellow light right now. Uh, But there's also a lot of plants growing through the walls and flowers and verdant greenery that uh, generally shouldn't be indoors and is sort of breaking in through the walls here.
3: We were only gone like two days.
0: <laughs> mm-hmm. Emran, you are still conscious, uh, but you're in rough shape. You can kind of like roll around and look around, but that's about the extent of your physical capabilities at the moment. I am just... Uh, into- Stop. Obviously uh sorry. sorry obviously you can you can still see because you're tapped into your
1: sword. Emran uh just turns his head slightly and uh tries to sit up does uh does a head count when uh he he turns his head towards Maeve and says,
0: "Looks nicer in here." One of the adults. Think Hub had anything to do with this? Hub appears when you say their name. "Oh. There you are. What's going on? Hey, who are these people?" They pause. I'm going to
2: snap the shaft off the arrow and just start telling them to turn off teleporter number two.
0: I can't turn off teleporter. I, I can't. I can't turn off the platforms. The only time the platforms don't work is if they've been disabled for some reason. But look, there's a lot happening here. Where's Ke- where Kevin Zonin? What's going on? Did you find the person you were looking for? What, what's happening? We found the person we were looking
1: for and we brought back survivors. But Emren, like bites his lip. I brought down the evangelical order on the survivors, on the revel.
0: That sounds bad. I'm sure you didn't mean it. And she sort of Tension doesn't really mean- matter here. And they're sort of uh, looking around at all this, and they're like, "Well, uh, I don't know that we have enough clean rooms for everybody, but uh, we can start cleaning them out." So Jasta, there's a ghost standing here talking to people. Some of the kids yeah. have started screaming and running away into the corners.
3: Yeah, um, Chess is gonna be like stomping up to them. What's a ghost doing here? You said this place was safe.
0: This is no ghost. Mandukai rolls over at this and sort of pulls herself out of her sulk for a bit to look and is like, she seems like she's sort of reaching for a weapon, but doesn't find it. I'm reaching out to my swarm. They're still here. The Evan Dowager seems uh, disappointed.
2: I'll have them be on alert in case DEO does end up coming through pad number two
0: hmm I was like, "Oh, sorry. Uh, I'm I'm Hub, and you are," says turning to Jasta.
3: I'm Jasta Wong, whose heart builds futures.
0: Oh, what a lovely name! Welcome to the Hub.
3: Jasta does not trust this ghost.
0: Hub turns to look at Mandukai lying on the ground, and sees Emrin sort of weakly trying to lever himself up, and they're like, "Ah." Maeve, we we may need some medical attention for these two, wouldn't you say? And you're looking a little drained yourself and shot with an arrow. An an arrow, Hub says, sort of repeating it as if trying to convince themselves that that actually happened.
3: What's wrong with this ghost? It doesn't know what an arrow is.
0: I know what an arrow is. I just... This is too complicated to discuss right now. We need to get off of this platform if you think people are coming in after you unless the platform is disabled or damaged in some way i can't stop them how would i damage it what why would you oh please don't i was just sort of saying oh please don't but looks resigned it's like ah well i hmm, i suppose you could disrupt the circuitry or cut a line through it or i don't know anything to disrupt the operation of the platform Oh, it's gonna take so long to repair. I'll help you do it. Uh, so the uh, Jasta, are you going to move your people off the platform here? Mandakai is sort of saying, yeah. Like, "Yeah, we should. We should make way. If this is the only way to defend us, then we must allow them to do it."
3: So Jasta kind of takes point from Mandukai because obviously Mandakai knows what the heck she's talking about. So now Jasta is gonna go back into teacher mode and start telling the adults, okay, you know, let's do this, and getting the kids to um, get back into their number lines okay. and going where they need to go.
0: The hub says, just follow the arrows on the ground, and some arrows uh, start appearing on the ground beneath your feet that are leading you uh, away from this area and, and over towards, Maeve and Emrin might know, over towards the hotel
3: Jasta's teacher, like veneer of the te- of a teacher, kind of drops for a second, and she swears again, and then like immediately that well comes back up.
0: Okay, and people start following you as you follow along the arrows, and uh, soon enough the platform has emptied out, aside from uh, Mave, Emeryn, Mandukai, and the goats and Hub.
2: How many people can be can go through the teleporter at once?
0: Through this platform, fifty.
2: I would have suggested that we could also leave this and turn it into a kill zone, but 50 is probably more than we can handle at the moment. Might be safer to damage it.
0: Oh, I would really rather you didn't kill anybody here.
2: Then it would be best if we
0: damaged it. That's just, for now. Alright, let's just get it over with here, and Hub sort of paints with uh, light uh, a few lines across the ground and says, cut there. Emran just kind of hobbles, half hobbles, half crawls over,
1: and just slices it effortlessly with his father's sword.
0: Yeah, it's your sword goes through this as if it were, uh, you know, butter and Hub's like, hmm, oh, I thought you said you didn't have advanced weapons anymore and then the, the lights go dark on this platform. Alright. Uh, Maeve, you may want to bring some of your friends so that we can carry Emren down to the you know, medical center the clinic where you've set up your, your office.
2: Yeah, I'll just call down some bugs and I guess leave Mandakai in charge of the goats unless they were already taken away. Uh,
0: You'd probably need to help uh, move the goats so they'll take Mandakai where you want her to go. Uh, As you call down giant insects, Mandakai again starts uh, reaching for a weapon that isn't there and she's like, oh, for Relico's sake, what more surprises are we going to run into in this cursed place? Are these yours? Yes. A little warning next time. I guess maybe some... Uh, what, what kind of bugs are you calling to carry These Ants. Okay. Um. You know, we'll get some of the ants to sort of take over the trevois from the goats as well. Hub says, uh, I can... You know, we can probably get these goats up to, up to the top area. So I've got somewhere where we can keep them for now, uh, but we, we really have to talk in a few minutes. And uh, so uh- you... Take the bugs, I guess, and you start heading down. Will you say anything to Hub? I will just agree that we definitely need to talk in a few minutes. Okay.
3: This is so hard because I can just imagine, like, like these things that, like, Keva would say are popping into my head. You know. <laughs> Why are there all these plants? Where's Deg? What do you think of these goats? Aren't they adorable?
0: So we'll move you down to the medical center. I don't really have a map for that, so I'll just put you on the lower level. Alright, so you get down to the lower level on your way to the clinic. You see that Chitter is still there in their enclosure, uh, curled up. It appears to have been fed as you instructed the uh, Evan Dowager to ensure. I love you, giant centipede, horrible monster.
3: Can all the kids be like gathered around it? <laughs> like, this uh, is what we're looking at right now.
0: <laughs> the kids are are with you up at you're being settled into the hotel. We're going to cut away from that. We'll deal with that sort of off-screen. Uh, I want to get the okay. stuff with these uh, folks on this side taken care of. Uh, so you make your way down to the clinic. Mandakai sort of shudders as she sees the giant centipede. and She's gazing around in wonder at this unfamiliar landscape uh, through which you're walking, much as you did when you first came here. And you're at the clinic. Uh, hub sort of reappears as you're down there. And they say, okay, I've got uh, instances running up at the hotel, uh, helping with the getting those kids and refugees set up. Uh, I've got an instance of me down here with you, so uh, we can probably get the scanner running. And uh, Hub is sort of busying themselves, getting machines turned on. As Maeve, I assume you're... What are you doing? I'm hoping
2: Emron getting comfortable and just running some low-level diagnostics.
0: Okay. You get Emrin onto one of the sort of uh, clinic hospital beds there and close the scanner curtain, the scanner sort of canopy down over him and it gets to work uh, diagnosing and you get Mandukai up onto the other one and it gets to work diagnosing her and you get some readouts telling you all the many things that are wrong with Emrin and the uh, issue with Mandukai is mostly blood loss and fatigue, but she will recover in time, uh, she'll probably need a few more transfusions.
3: Oh, so there's not, like, any way, like, no tricorders to, like, scan them with? Star Trek style?
0: Now, the tricorder tells you what's wrong, but uh, it can't automatically heal you. That takes time and good old-fashioned know-how at the moment. Uh, so while this is happening, the the bed sort of puts Mandukai to sleep, and uh, Amrin hub... I guess you're, you're given the option whether you want to be put to sleep or not. I'd like to be awake for the conversation. Very well. You feel a little um, prick in the back of your neck. Uh, that should keep you awake for a little while, uh, Maeve. And they send a readout to whatever terminal you're at. Uh, this is what I've injected him with. You'll need to counteract it once you're treating him. But just so you're aware, if he wants to be awake, that's the price to pay.
2: Gotcha.
0: So you've got so, you you are able to extract the arrow from your knee, but that, that's a wound you're gonna have to deal with. Emran and Mandukai are on the mend, and Hub sort of looks at you and they say, Okay, what do we need to know? You go first, and then I'll tell you what I need to tell you. Well,
2: um, it may not surprise you to know that we have some beef with the power ZB on where we're from, and
0: You've told me about the church, I know about your mission, but what's happened here? What, where are Keva and Zonin?
2: Well, we found um, a ship, so great, um, and we activated the ship, also great. Um, did not realize the ship had so many lights, which was not great. Oh dear. And then they came after us, and uh, we ended up splitting up.
0: Oh, oh no. So they're on the ship? Yes. Um, they're on a ship
1: going back to the to the headquarters of this group of rebels that we've discovered and I assume they're looking for survivors.
0: And they don't know that you're the survivors.
2: Well, other survivors. But yes, they are presumably looking for us and don't know that we've made it back. Okay. Also, where they're going, kind of a battlefield right now.
0: Oh, I'd imagine. Can you... No, that won't work. Uh, and then the the terminal sort of a window shifts into it and... Uh, Hub gestures at it for you, Mave, and says, "Can you draw the ship for me?" Sure. Okay. Uh, we'll say that you do. And uh, Hub looks at it and goes, "Oh, oh, the Express. Okay. Well, uh, I may be able to. I don't know. The communications are down, but I have a beacon. If they can, if they can convince the Express to go off schedule, and we can get the beacon activated on this end." then maybe we can bring them to the docks
3: Hail hey, oh my gosh darn ship
0: Okay, that sounds good What, what would you need from us? Well, uh, from you, I need you to rest and what did you do to your body? From Maeve, I'll probably need some help from her friends in the hive to make a couple of repairs that I didn't consider urgent until just now
2: Well, we'll be here for a while licking our wounds, so I suggest we repair and fortify as many things as we can
0: Very well Now, I'll get that underway. I'll send you the schematics of what I need them to work on. But, and as she's speaking, the wall of your clinic cracks, Maeve, and a green tendril grows through it and a blue flower opens up at the end of that tendril. Is this Dag? Yeah. Does he not
2: know I work here?
0: We have to talk about Dag. And that's going to be the end of our episode. So, Thanks for joining us, and we will see you next time when we figure out what happens to Keva and Zonin. And until the next time, all the best. Bye, everyone. Bye-bye. See ya.